So, CJ, I heard the news that the governor of Puerto Rico, the colonial governor of Puerto Rico, Wanda Vasquez Garcet, has come out in support of the re-election campaign for 45, the Oompa Loompa himself, Donald Trump. How do you feel about that? Personally, I don't know what it means, and I don't know if it matters. Um, what I mean by when I say I don't know what it means, I think there's incredible irony of a Puerto Rican governor endorsing a presidential candidate for uh, election that she is legally excluded from. Don't get it. Why would you even engage? If there's anything you should be engaging in, it's the fact, that fact right there, you know. And then the second question is like, who are you talking to, right? Who, who's that? Who's the intended audience for this message? Because I bet you, I mean, the campaign probably got her to try to sway the Puerto Rican vote in States like Florida and Ohio. Yeah, battleground states that Puerto Ricans are a growing voter block. So I understand from a political perspective why a candidate would but find that attractive. But nobody cares what Juan de Vasquez right. thinks. You think, you think a Puerto Rican that left the island you know, prior to this election cycle really cares what, what Juan de Vasquez has to say or, or who they're going to vote for? I, I, you know, I just find it interesting. Like In their minds, like, okay, here's a Puerto... Let's say, you know, hypothetically speaking, he's a Puerto Rican you know, in, let's say, Orlando... And and then, you know, contemplating who they're going to vote for. And they really think that, like, okay, that this individual is going to go, well, let me see what Juan Navasquez thinks. And, and, you know, like, no, she, that's not how it's going to work. And, nah, and, nobody cares. Opinion. Nobody cares. She was unelected. She um, took power after the previous governor, Ricky Torsayo, got essentially kicked out of office by popular unrest. Um, this is someone who was unelected and who lost her own party's primary for running for governor this time around. So she will not be governor in a few months. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the reason for her coming out in, in support um, does for her personally or politically. But I feel like it's a total lack of respect to the people of Puerto Rico. Because um, to me, if you're a Puerto Rican who supports Trump after Hurricane Maria, you just lack uh, self-respect. You just lack a sense of dignity because here's someone who downplayed the biggest tragedy and devastation uh, that a natural disaster has caused in a generation. Here is someone who came down and threw paper towels in a uh, blatant show of disrespect in a time when people couldn't find um, sufficient food, who couldn't uh, find clean water, who didn't have electricity for months on end. Here is someone who um, has called Puerto Rico poor and dirty, who has called the uh, government and elected officials the most corrupt. And while he ha has a point of corruption, he should, some, you know, someone should show him a mirror when he says that, right? And, and um, this is someone who just has uh, shown that mindset that Puerto Rico... Puerto Ricans are incapable of governing themselves. Um, so, so the fact that you would come out publicly in support of his reelection to me doesn't make uh, sense at all. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I also think it's important to note the fashion that she did. L listen, listen to these words. These, these were her words when she came out um, and and gave the endorsement. I quote: "I ask all the Puerto Ricans who are listening to me to go vote." 
and evaluate who has represented themselves as someone who thinks about Puerto Ricans and their needs in the most difficult moment. It's Donald Trump. End quote. You and I are Puerto Ricans. Let's be honest. You know, that's, that's a fact. I don't, I don't think Donald Trump is there for me uh, or my people in, in this moment not. of great need. So the fact that you even said that is kind of wild, you know, personally. And I think Puerto Ricans themselves also did not forget because you know, with the recent news of uh, Donald Trump contracting coronavirus, you know, it was kind of comical to see that their get well wishes from Puerto Ricans were written on paper towels. And so, she, she got invited to go on Air Force One with him for a rally in Central Florida before he got uh, the coronavirus. So I know she was tight, but she probably still, you know. Yeah, but check me out. Check got me a out. nice little vacation out of so it. So the people don't forget your, your, uh, Donald Trump's and this, this government's response to Maria, um, but the governor does? You get what I'm saying? How do you how do you just conveniently forget? You know, it's right here, black and white. Their needs in the most difficult moment. It doesn't. It, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not adding up. It's revisionist history. Me. It's like you're 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 making up things to cover up the reality that everyone saw. You know, there was just total indifference, uh, neglect, disregard. This is um. This is this has been a, a, a disrespectful relationship mm-hmm. in many ways, and um, it, it's just sad, really. But she's not the only one. I mean, the, the the resident commissioner, the one person that is in Congress with a voice in in regards to Puerto Rico, even though she doesn't have a vote, is um, Jennifer Gonzalez. And here's someone who is a avid um, Trump supporter. Yet, um, comes out in contrary to a lot of the things that that Trump says, especially with regards to the plebiscite. I mean, the Trump administration has, um, you know, voiced its uh, opposition to the idea of Puerto Rico becoming a state. Uh, but the Department of Justice basically flat out said that th- this plebiscite that's taking place, this, um, you know, poll in essence yeah, that's taking that's taking place in November is invalid you know it's a waste of funds mm-hmm. um as we talked about in episode 3 i believe um here is is someone who comes out and says no those plebiscite this plebiscite will tell the congress what the destiny of Puerto Rico is going to be i don't know if she said that verbatim but this is kind of <laughs> the attitude that she has and and, and it's just again disingenuous. It's a waste of time to um, continue to pretend like this is a possibility when all three branches of government showing you that it has not, um, and 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 that that plebiscite is problematic. But it but it just shows um, that that people are in line with the vision that the Trump administration has. There's a lot of uh, political leaders that are in line with the continued austerity measures that continue to uh, hit the Puerto Rican people. Um, but th- this is this is the political party that's in power. This is the most powerful political institution in Puerto Rico, and it's heavily tied to those interests um, in in Washington D.C. and New York, etc. Yeah, and a statehood idea, which is which is essentially a, a farce at this point, in, in in my own opinion. And that's the other frustrating part about this: that when these um, stories of controversy, corruption, charges of fraud, 
uh, bribery, misuse of federal funds. It's like the way the party looks at it. Oh, this is gonna hurt our chances of getting statehood. Nah, screw that. This is you're screwing your own people over here. You know, they're always worried about the image of of of, of how the U.S. is is viewing uh, their 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 party's uh, actions and, and governance of the island. Uh, in the context of how this is going to hurt our agenda of getting of becoming a state, and it's crazy because like you're just going to skim over all, all all the Puerto Ricans that are kind of getting you know at the end of the day paying the price for all of this corruption, the there, ones that are being deprived of the resources that they that they they need. There's a lot of corruption and nepotism in Puerto Rico, and what is corruption? Corruption is dishonest or fraudulent conduct by those in power. Typically involving bribery. And what is nepotism? That's the practice among those with power or influence of favoring relatives or friends, especially by getting them jobs. This is what we see in Puerto Rico. We just see a lot of corruption, a lot of nepotism, uh, a lot of ineptitude, as you saw with the um, with the uh, election campaign, the commission where they they didn't have um, enough, uh, they weren't ready for the primaries, and and there was just a shit show that you know maybe we can get into more in depth in another conversation. But essentially, it just showed the ineptitude of uh, people who were were put in position of 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 power without necessarily having the the proven qualifications to be in that position. Um, so, so it was very questionable to say the least. Uh, but this is not surprising with this party, El Partido Nuevo Progresista, El PNP, the statehood party, because this this is what defines them. You know, the 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 current candidate for this party is Pedro Pierluisi, who has a long record in the um, circles of power. In Puerto Rico, here's someone who um, was the attorney general in the administration of Pedro Rosello. This is someone who um, oversaw the Department of Justice when there were over 40 cases of political corruption that took place within his political party, in which he investigated none of them. Here is someone who was the resident commissioner during the era, the um, administration of Fortunio, Luis Fortunio, where there was a gutting of the public sector and a selling off yeah. of the public sector. Public this private is, partnerships. This is dangerous. This is someone who um, was a lobbyist for AES, the company that has been responsible for so much um, environmental devastation, mm-hmm. particularly in the south of Puerto Rico, in relation to coal ash dumping. And here is someone who has worked with, in conjunction with, who has worked for, uh, essentially for, who has worked in favor of La Junta de Control Fiscal, someone who has always been an advocate of uh, PROMESA, someone who has been complicit in the strategies to implement austerity throughout Puerto Rican society, right? You know, was 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 wild to me about Puerto Rico's um, system is that corruption has been so deeply entrenched 
so mechanized that even people from the outside get caught up. I mean, look no further than uh, the um, Puerto Rico Secretary of Education just recently, uh, Julia Kelleher. You know, this is this is a white woman from 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 Pennsylvania. You know, how do you get caught up in a corrupt? You know, you know what I mean. It's like it's almost like as if like on your onboarding, somebody sits there with a PowerPoint presentation. Like this is how we're gonna defraud the people of Puerto Rico. We're gonna do bribery. We're gonna do wire fraud. We're gonna do <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And you know, just to put a figure out, this this woman steered over 15 million dollars in in federal funds to uh, unqualified contractors. You know, not only that, she was personally benefiting in in the form of giving school space, school space. Um, to one of uh, uh, her, her her contractors in exchange for uh, like like a one dollar rent or something like that, you know you could you could Google the whole thing yourself. Julia Kelleher, Puerto Rican, uh, Puerto Rico Secretary of Education. Um, so it's like for me, I think that's evidence that it's it's so mechanized, it's so deeply entrenched that no matter how much they want to talk about it and 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 parties different ideas and things like that, it's like it's it's systematic at this point. You know, it's it's almost become a fabric of how you operate. Which you know, I don't know if it has anything to do with the with the with the government also being the largest employer um, on the island as well. I think that that kind of perpetuates the uh, the nepotism. Yeah, there's know? just there's just this widespread culture of um, just dirty politics in Puerto Rico because it, there is a lot of money in it. So you right. know, you just see people trying to gain power and gain leverage and hire their friends, hire their family. Um, two different positions, um, and and this is what we see. You know that's why someone like Ricky Rosselló, whose father was the governor of Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. has a a a possibility of quickly climbing up that ladder due to his um his his political legacy of his family as well as the connections that that brings to him. Uh, so here you have someone who did not have the capacity. To govern Puerto Rico, even in the colonial sense, um, yet had so much power, had so much influence, and the uh, the 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 leaks of the chats just show this um, basically this 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 little frat of of thugs, political thugs, who um, you know are, are involved in essentially the uh, looting of Puerto Rican. Taxpayer coffers. Yeah, kind of like um, what's um, what's this one's name? You know, uh, Tata. Tata Chaboniel. Yeah, yeah. Milagros Tata Chaboniel and Nelson De Valle too. You know, these are people in El Partido Nuevo Progresista engaging in that culture of corruption. Where here you have someone who destroyed evidence, uh, who was involved in kickbacks, who was involved in, in a bribery scheme, who was um, inflating the, uh, the uh, salaries of her employees in the legislature only to get a kickback of $1,500 a paycheck. Uh, and, and it involved a, a, her, not only her employee, but um, it, it involved. Well, I think her employee's name was Frances Acevedo, si no me equivoco. Yeah, Frances she, Acevedo Ceballo. There you go. And she also involved her son and her husband mm. in the scheme as well. And and um, th- this is what you have. This is this is a a, a a a constant symptom that you see within the political uh, sphere, the political arena of Puerto Rico. Um, constantly seeing this uh, this corruption taking place. So let me ask you this: 
because I'm, I'm noticing uh, a, a trend here. Do you think that when we talk about Puerto Rico and we talk about colonialism, do you think there's a correlation between corruption and colonialism? Oof. Yes, there has to be. Mm. There has to be. Because it, it allows um, certain groups of individuals right. to, to put, maintain power and um, inherit power. So that's why you see so many like political legacies in Puerto Rico. Like if you're connected to a certain family, um, you you have a chance to be in those halls of power, those halls of decision making, and you have a chance to really enrich yourself from um, the inner workings of these uh, political and economic dynamics. That take place in Puerto Rico um, and worldwide. You know there are and other, worldwide. And yes. there are other other places that are colonized that also deal with this 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 um, cancerous corruption, and it almost feels like it's so common that it's almost intentional, right? It's like oh, it's, it's just the plan. Like yeah. this is how we're just gonna operate and do things. It's, it's almost it's almost it seems like corruption and colonialism have throughout history become almost synonymous. There you go. I just want to point out um, Tomas Rivera Schatz and Johnny Mendez, mm-hmm. the um, heads of the Senate and legislature of Puerto Rico, who are both leaders in the PNP, um, El Partido Nuevo Progresista, the statehood party. Here are uh, two individuals who have some of the, the, the greatest leverage within the party within this corrupt party, you have them overseeing these budgets of these legislatures who are committing bribery. You are definitely complicit because I find it doubtful that you don't know what's going on. And if it is the case that you don't know what's going on, then you're completely inept and not suitable for that position because it's some. It's really the most basic function Right. To oversee that budget and you have the resources at your disposal to make sure that that's done in a, in a fair and just way. Uh, so I think the question that we have to ask ourselves and ask the listener is why is this corruption so prevalent within Puerto Rican society? Um, why is it so prevalent primarily in the two major parties uh, of Puerto Rico in terms of the Partido Nuevo Progresista, el PNP, and the um, Partido Popular Democrático, um, the PPD, because they're both um, guilty of this. I mean, we, we're primarily talking about El PNP today, but we could talk about El PPD as well in a future episode. Um, but this is a culture of corruption, and we have to ask ourselves, why is it occurring? Why amongst these political institutions? And how... Do we resolve this? How do we stop people from basically running a racket with public funds? Yeah, we yeah. have to focus on bettering um, the Puerto Rican infrastructure, right? The yeah. services available to um, better Puerto Rico, to conserve um, the environment, to provide basic transportation, health education services 
And what's the U.S. role? Because let's 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 also remember that this this is who organized that government. You know, when you're in when you're in uh, unincorpor- unincorporated organized territory, that means that that colonial power was the one that set up that local government. This is this is the system that was given to us, right? Look, look, in, in, in a sense, look who's in power right now. Mm-hmm. It's la junta de control fiscal. It is the fiscal control board. Right. It is this institution created by Promesa. Yeah. A bipartisan bill that um, came from D.C. That came from D.C. that is essentially in control of the Puerto Rican government. Huh. Um, and, and there's nothing left to say. I mean, this is colonialism 101. This is equivalent to um, the military rule right after the Spanish-Cuban-American War. For sure. For sure. I, th- I think it's probably our, if anybody was on the fence of whether Puerto Rico was a colony or not, I think PROMESA and La Junta are your quintessential examples of how um, that manifests itself. Like literally Puerto Rico at this moment can't even pass its laws. They have to go through La Junta. Everything goes through La Junta. You know, the budgets, everything. Everything goes through La Junta. It's a, it's a, it's a imposed colonial board um, that right now is kind of functioning also like as a, as a, um, as a collection agency too. So the people's interests aren't even there either. So you got the corrupt Puerto Rican politicians not looking out for the Puerto Rican people. You have La Junta not looking out for the Puerto Rican people. Like who is looking out for the and, Puerto Rican and, people? And there was this talk that the that that the La Junta was gonna check that corruption. That 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 it was gonna be some sort of um check on the corruption that takes place in Puerto Rico. And it has not been. You know, it has there's been nothing done to address the rampant corruption in Puerto Rico. Yo, we be, don't say this just yo, to say this. Like, real. there's people robbing. There were some Puerto shady Rico people blind. there. There were some shady people there. Absolutely. I, I think this was. I think this was uh, uh, a somewhat corrupt body trying to govern another corrupt body. Like, I, and I, do, I, I think it's clear that corruption is only going to beget more corruption. Uh, this is why, no, no matter how much of these changes. Uh, one into place and, and policy and, and agendas. We're kind of getting the same stories off of the island, you know. And it's um, it's 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 it sucks to 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 read these stories and 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 to have to deal with them, especially the people that are being uh, directly impacted. I'm, I'm I'm talking about you know the, the Puerto Ricanos on the island right now that 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 you know have completely gotten robbed of things that they should have because. Of the uh, behaviors and, and acts of these individuals that are looking to personally benefit um, and just rob themselves, and I, and I, and I ask myself, like, what can be done? Like, how do you how do you address corruption on that many levels, right? With with you know within the context of a colonial relationship to begin with, you know, what what tools, what mechanisms can the people use um, and utilize to um, to address that, not only address it, but let's eradicate it. You know, let's 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 completely get rid of of, of all of that corruption, which I, obviously is very um, that being an ideal world. But at least let's move towards progress. And what makes me hopeful was the summer uh, the summer uprising um, for the with the Ricky Leaks. I think that was uh, an important tipping point in Puerto Rico's history because um, you know be, Puerto Rico getting its first governor to resign in that way i think was very telling and the fact that it happened through investigative journalism and and the people in black and white black and white being able to 
essentially uh, re- confirm what they already knew. You already knew that they didn't respect you. You already knew that they were uh, insensitive. They re- you already knew they were misogynistic. You already knew that, that they were homophobic. And here you are reading it with your own two eyes. And it's like you, 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 know, you had to go out into the streets and, 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 and claim some dignity. You know, to demand that. And, and, and take your destiny into your own hands. And that was a beautiful thing to see. And I hope that in the future it continues to get replicated. You know, Puerto Ricanos taking their destiny into their own hand and understanding that's what, you know, uh, democracy really looks like. That's what sovereignty really looks like. You hold that power. Stop leaving it to these people who are just going to try to line their pockets. No, hold them accountable and, t- and, you, and you demand, you know, what, 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 you, what you want, what you need at this point. And we're, and we're going to leave the question of why is corruption happening? Why is it so prevalent in Puerto Rico, and how do we put an end to corruption? Mm. That's mm. the question we pose to the listeners. Uh, CJ, it's been uh, an honor and a pleasure as always. This is the start of a conversation on how we unpack this corruption uh, in Puerto Rico. How do we put an end to uh, this plague? Of corruption that we see within the government So we hope to continue uh, to explore this topic And many more um, We are thankful for everyone who's tuned in Who's given us a listen uh, Please check us out at Piraguapod On Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook On your favorite podcast, listener podcast app Piragua Podcast My name is Alexis Cuyo Rodriguez I'm with Carlos CJ Chaparro Peace Stay vigilant my people